हेलो एवरीवन आई एम अमृता एंड आई रन अ ट्रैवल एक्सपीरियंस कंपनी कॉल्ड अर्बन सराय इन नाशिक एंड वेलकम टू वुमेन हु स्पीक हेरिटेज पॉडकास्ट इन द समर ऑफ 2020 ट्वेंटी एज द इंटायर वर्ल्ड वॉज अंडर लॉकडाउन आई ब्रूड सम टी सैट इन फ्रंट ऑफ माई फोन एंड स्पोक टू सम इनक्रेडिबल वुमेन थ्रू इंस्टाग्राम लाइव सेशंस we discussed heritage recipes ancient monuments the magical portions of the past peshwa era fabrics art deco architecture and much more these chats range from some very personal stories to solid professional advice to a creative entrepreneur in today's session i am talking to saili marathi a jewelry designer revivalist and founder of adya originals a homegrown jewelry brand loved by lakhs of people around the world This engineer turned jewelry designer who calls herself a designer entrepreneur has so much to share. So what are we waiting for? Here we go. So you know I'm I'm a very proud uh, Adya customer. I think I own one of the very first earrings uh, you made. So I had this uh, I I'm sure you'll remember I had these uh, uh, earrings long ones. Uh, there was this uh, thread like a wire Yeah, and there was this uh-huh. pink stone at the bottom, and you know you fixed it with a knot at the bottom. Yeah. So I used to wear those earrings everywhere, and I had a very interesting story to tell. Obviously, every time people would ask me, "Ki ha, nice earrings. Where did you get them from?" And then I would tell them the whole story. How one of my friends who is an engineer <laughs> now she makes <laughs> jewelry, and you know I bought it from her. You should check out her Facebook. Page. So it became a habit for me. It became a routine for me. So even when people were not asking me, I used to tell them the story. So a lot of times, a lot of my male colleagues also they had to listen to my story, even when they were not really buying any jewelry. <laughs> so yeah. So when I I still tell everybody the same story, but now I have many more stories to tell actually. And I hope after today's session, I'll have many many other stories also to tell. Yeah. So I'm so glad you. Thank you. <laughs> I have been following uh, all your interviews, all the sessions you are conducting. But you know, in last seven years, wherever you have spoken, I think you have talked a lot about your journey as a engineer turned creative entrepreneur. I actually wanted to go beyond that and ask you question about what happened after that. But do you want to take us through that journey before Adya quickly? Yeah, just quickly for probably people who are just uh, watching me for the first time. So I'm Saini Marathi, and uh, uh, as I always say, I'm edu- by education, I'm an engineer. Uh, turned into a jewelry designer, um, and I think half of jewelry designer and half of me is an entrepreneur. So I run a brand called as Adya, which uh, technically is seven years old, but uh, what we are known for right now is about four years old. Uh, we are into premium silver yeah. jewelry manufacturing. The journey is basically very. Um, accidental as i always call it uh, i never planned for it there was no strategy i happened to uh, make handmade jewelry which was loved by a lot of people like you and i always credit those people who bought jewelry from me in the initial years because i think you guys are responsible for me to uh, leave my comfort zone and then get into jewelry making so i'm always thankful to people like you uh, because uh, back then i think uh, facebook advertising and instagram advertising were not that you know uh, probably small brands were not using it hmm. everybody who bought spoke about adya so that has been adya's journey to sum it up actually hmm. so i remember meeting you actually in person uh, i think 8 years back 
Hmm. And I don't know if a lot of people know, but you are a fabulous dancer, and you are an actor as well. And you know, I remember the last conversation we had uh, in Dadar. We met, and at that point, you were thinking about you know what to do, whether to get full time into acting or whether to pursue jewelry making. So what I'm going to ask is, having one talent is difficult enough, you know, confusing enough, and having multi talented personalities. I can't imagine. So how and why did you choose jewelry making and not something else? So honestly, I started doing both. I I think this is when I came back from Dubai. I think we met, and um, hmm. I I started doing both. I uh, started auditioning for a lot of roles um, in Marathi theater and in Marathi industry, and I started doing jewelry also because um, uh, the field of acting is not very easy to get into, especially when you do not. have avenues where you can you know use your contacts and then get some work so it wasn't very easy i was auditioning and all so i did not want to uh, get into this entire zone of you know that i'm not getting work immediately so i was like i have to also do something else and i had already discovered my love for beaded jewelry so i started doing mm-hmm. it and and the kind of person i am if i'm doing something i really love studying i think that is that has been the case for me since school days so i started studying jewelry and i found the i found the entire thing so interesting and we thankfully being born in a country where the tradition is so rich in terms of jewelry fabric everything that it kind of you know sucked me in this entire world of jewelry and its raw material and how it is produced and stones and polishing it so it became this uh, thing for me to probably procure a stone uh, a string of stones and then find out where was this made or oh, this was made in jaipur i went to jaipur and found out it was a family business for thousands of families where they got stones home and they polished it at home so this was a new thing hmm. for me i think i i was attracted to it immediately and it was very easy hmm. for me to let go professional acting i'm still fond of all the performing arts very much and i hope some day i will probably do it for all the non commercial reasons but this kind of took precedence because it was so interesting and of course i think i've spoken this on multiple platforms my love for handmade even when a potter is making a simple pot you know it generates some kind of feeling inside me which i cannot put in words and when the final product is ready i am just very happy so i think that is the happiness that sucked me into pursuing artya so uh, you spoke about it in the beginning that you know what you're known today artya the brand is actually what you did 5 years back hmm. and i actually distinctly remember this then i also saw a lot of your interviews where you have mentioned that the kudi design yeah was uh, when you brought kudi out in the market i think that was a turning point for artya absolutely so did it happen very naturally or very or it happened very consciously it wasn't a conscious decision see i would i will be lying if i say that it was a conscious decision it was never a conscious decision i ended up meeting a couple of carigars who wanted to work in silver and i said okay mm-hmm. i do have a couple of concepts concept wise i it, it was there in my head that i want to do something mm-hmm. like this i am a big fan of silver jewelry i've been buying silver jewelry in pune when i went to rajasthan i've been buying a lot of silver jewelry but i always thought that there was this gap in terms of wearable comfortable silver jewelry one there was this uh, mm. chinese imported jewelry which was small studs and you know 
like whatever is made on mm. mass manufactured and i think a lot of us use it still even i use it and then there was uh, there was uh, multiple brands like you know a uh, big brands who were making like statement earrings but which probably were a very occasional wear it wasn't like i had many options for office or i had many options for meetings so i think that was there in my mind and i ended up meeting these people this was in 2016 end december of 2016 okay. and then we said you know why not try two things first and then let's take a call whether this works because it was a very new thing i'll tell you what happens is uh, in our maharashtrian families we are so used to our mothers and our you know aunts wearing gold silver most mm. of the times comes into picture when somebody cannot afford gold they will wear something hmm. silver you know that is that has been the upbringing in terms of silver jewelry so i was very apprehensive about it but i always knew that you know maybe maybe this will work because a lot of people like me do not wear gold so maybe this will work hmm. so we made kudi hmm. and khushi khushi was again handmade so it was very easy to make hmm. uh, kudi though took a little time so we launched khushi first but since sushi was expensive hmm. compared to the rest of the uh, adya jewelry yeah. it wasn't really very popular in the beginning because our ticket size was 250 rupees 75 rupees 250 rupees at that time and sushi was 4000 yeah. so it was a it was hmm. a shock for the clients so they said it's nice but i don't know how to wear it what we have wear in the years and everything kudi though took a little time because what happened is the original kudi that you see is hand woven you know we you mm. have gold beads and they are hand woven and they are actually kind of stitched on a platform so obviously that was mm. the first thing that we tried but it was it was getting a lot of errors in terms of the balls were getting squeezed and so we decided that this is not the model that we can do then we soldered the entire kudi which did not work then we put a plate mm. which did not work so the fourth iteration mm. that we did of a kudi worked properly which is our regular kudi mm. which we are selling right now which was light in weight uh, it is very easy to use and even with mobile phones so that is the mm. thing that we launched so that was a criteria so okay. as i said like where i worked before that in software so mm. i was like i have to test this so whatever i made i always tested it on myself i wore it for a month or so so by 2017 okay. uh, beginning we arrived at the final product of this kudi and then we decided that we will launch itihas because this kind of gave us hmm. confirmation and kudi was like a star overnight whoever saw hmm. bought it i mean yeah. even then i also uh, yeah so people were like i want this and uh, the thing is then we launched a lot of variety in kudi in uh, tushi and everything but that one first hmm. product still remains our superstar i mean I I have clients who have one kudi in purse, one in office drawer, and one at home, so that they are like you know when I can't think of wearing anything, I'm like just wear the kudi and go. Were there any people apprehensive about your attempt to take something so traditional and make it uh, in silver and so modern? Did anybody say anything? Honestly, uh, you know what happens is um, the first feedback that you get is from your family. and so my family was like who is going to buy uh, these uh, jewelries in silver so i said uh, hmm. uh, let's see who buys but i think i think as i said before i could actually 
explain or do anything pudi was so popular overnight i just put it on my profile on facebook profile i think it wasn't even there on adya's website because honestly silver needs a lot of uh, investment and uh, we were not sure at that point whether we want to invest so much of money into this so i just launched pudi and said i'll take pre orders and before i knew hmm. i had about you know 80 90 pre orders of pudi and i said okay so uh, so you know it kind of completely changed the entire picture for us the way we thought about this business we always thought that i am doing something um which i love and at a very small scale hmm. so i always thought that hmm. for number of years i will continue to do exhibitions and sell handmade jewelry this is what my thought process hmm. was which cracked and changed the day we launched kudi yeah so itihas also was born out of kudi if i yeah absolutely so i had the concept of itihas in my mind when i was talking to these two carigars who i met and we still work together so i had the concept of itihas in my mind and i had already studied a lot of uh, literature on marathi jewelry on marathi draping styles on marathi um so there are a lot of people who've done phd in this particular subject so i bought their phd thesis yeah. and then i started reading it and uh, also there are a couple of books which are about indian jewelry but have references to maharashtrian jewelry so i kind of had the collection ready in my mind but since i was apprehensive about whether it will work or no i just made two things first and then as soon as the kudi was out we were already ready uh, with sketches of nut uh, mohan mal and uh, meaning by sketches i wanted to mix the original maharashtrian jewelry which you have in gold i i'm sure your somebody in your family would have it in my family also but it's all very heavy you know it's very mm-hmm. heavy it's very bold so i wanted to make the same designs a little contemporary but very light in weight because otherwise the mm-hmm. whole purpose of making it in silver and making it in, making it wearable for everyday use would just go on so mm-hmm. the, probably a month's time to finalize everything and by 2017 i think feb we had all the samples ready for the first itihas collection so itihas mm-hmm. actually uh, was triggered even before we made the kudi but we made it later just by testing the waters mm-hmm. so uh, can you take us through the journey of a new uh, design or a new piece of jewelry you're going to launch right from research conceptualization to actually making it and bringing it in the market into the market if it's possible you know in just yeah, yeah yeah of course so i think i think itihas is the collection probably had the maximum amount of reference in terms of pictures let us mm-hmm. uh, visit a collection which probably did not have any reference so something like uh, okay. probably something like chandbali so now chandbali mm-hmm. is traditionally are made in gold uh, in kundan and are very mm-hmm. heavy you know you do not hmm. really associate yourself wearing chandwali in day to day life it's mostly like if hmm. i want to wear a, a dress which also has a glitter on it then probably i would think of chandwali but on a sari or on a regular uh, wear basis you will not wear a chandwali so when we were making the chandwali we started making it for a character on screen i started studying how chandwali came to india so that was the first part i when i start making something then i would always see that when somebody started making this particular ornament so mughals hmm. mughals are the one uh, who brought the concept of chandwali in terms of jewelry obviously hmm. a very obvious reference is chand 
so um so yeah so that was the starting point i started reading about chandwalis they were traditionally made in gold and polki and you know um, uncut diamonds that is how it hmm. started so that was the first part second part was sketching it of course are you very good at sketching i'm very bad at sketching so hmm. in fact if you remember uh, in in school uh, we used to have theory subjects and then pt and drawing right i always missed my first to second number because i was very bad in drawing pt i always got 98 hmm. or 99 but drawing i always got 60 or 65 or sometimes even 55 so i'm very bad at drawing okay. but uh, but i think i've got the knack of sketching uh, something which my carriers translate into jewelry i think that understanding is quite clear between us hmm. yeah then i started sketching it um once i sketched it we always have a feasibility check so once i sketch something hmm. we always have a call with the carrier i share the sketches with them they take print outs and then there is a feasibility check whether this is possible to be made in in silver if hmm. yes what purity are we using if if the purity is fine how much time will we take to make this if that is fine what is going to be the weight can we reduce the weight hmm. so this is all we think about and then probably we start actual making of the product so that's the next step so once you start making the product mm. even when you make it there are a lot of difficulties that will crop up and they will say that you know you put this line and there is uh, we, we call it as a nakshi kam which is you know probably um, intricate designing so or filigree now i think a lot of people refer to it as filigree so yeah so they started mm. making filigree and realized that it's so small that the soldering is going to take a lot of time so making probably is not going to take a lot of time but when you put that piece on hot wax it's going to take a lot of time to solder mm. it because one chandwali probably will need about 450 to 500 pieces i mean the one part of chandwali not the second one like the pair would take about 900 pieces so that is where we got stuck and then we decided that uh, probably the designs need a bit of a change in terms of if we can bring that 400 to 350 or 300 even that is going to be nice but then which mm-hmm. basically means you keep the shape same but change the filigree completely so okay. we did that so that round came into picture so we did that and then we we were thankfully able to reduce about 30% of pieces and then we came down some mm-hmm. designs we couldn't do it we said okay let's do one thing these designs will make at the end because these are quite difficult to mm-hmm. make so about 9 to 10 designs we reduced the number of parts we used and we came up with that collection two or three pieces are still there you can easily make out looking at that pieces that this is a lot of work uh, but these are the mm. most popular pieces i mean that is how it works so so yes. um, so then we created that chandwali and um, it's been almost a year i think i have recently shared a post about that so it's been it's been a year and you've not stopped making it everybody has loved that and i think the uh, i think the thought of creating something which has never been created in silver you know i will not say that mm. people have not created chandwalis in silver but they have uh, replicated what is made in gold they've not given mm. a thought that you know now that i'm making something in silver why not use something that looks really nice in silver instead of just you know replicating what has already been made in gold so i think that is the okay. factor where people really liked this entire collection and that is more or less a cycle of course selling any collection also involves photo shoot a product shoot model shoot 
launching it online naming them i, I started studying urdu when i started making chanwali because i wanted to name okay uh, every chanwali in yeah. urdu uh, name so i said i have to study this language so that is how the entire thing happened so it's not just a, it's not just the design or just the product it's you know everything together when you put it all together i think uh, people really see that i think your presentation yeah. also matters a lot and we'll come back to that i think i want to talk to you about your instagram feed and one question i i thought of you know while you were telling me about how you translate your designs to how you convey to your carriers are you very good at letting go if a design is not working out like on paper it looks amazing but it is not really happening uh, oh, are you absolutely. are you okay absolutely absolutely you are i think uh, i that's that's why i said i'm 50% of an artist but 50% of me is an entrepreneur so i am very practical about things um and i i mm. don't think there has been any person who has made something and has always been successful so from all the 11 collections that we've launched so far in last 4 or 5 years there have been times when a few designs from a particular collection have not been loved as much as the others have been loved and which is i think absolutely mm. fine because because uh, i i think you you can't please everyone with every design tell me what attracts you to the traditional uh, style of jewelry what exactly do you feel appealing in that so i always think that uh, your surroundings or your upbringing uh, has a lot to mm. do with your tradition anything that any mm. any aspect of life be it food be it fabric be it jewelry i think any aspect of your life whatever has been your upbringing largely influences your choices i think we as indians are so connected to our roots so traditional jewelry is something that naturally comes to my mind i have always tried to make a jewelry inspired by nature i've always tried to make jewelry which is inspired by other cultures but uh, in my heart i'm very very comfortable creating traditional jewelry because because i think that it comes you know it's my language is what i always think as we say na ki mm-hmm. i i think in english or i think in marathi or i think in hindi when i'm designing jewelry nat- i mean naturally i am inclined towards traditional jewelry because i think it it kind of you know uh, connects you with your roots and so that is why a lot of people when they look at the collections yeah. and they will they will also make sure that they by the other collections like indian summer which is completely contemporary and has been loved by a lot of people but but at the same time they will also tell me that you know when you made that people ka leaf it is also mm-hmm. it's it's also part of your nostalgia and your tradition even if it's not traditional form of jewelry it takes you back to somewhere mm-hmm. so i think i think i love creating stories around the creations and i, I that is why i think uh, adya's overall image is also these are the ones who make hmm. traditional jewelry and silk is what are images yeah so coming to storytelling you know i think uh, right now a lot of people not people fashion designers or jewelry designers they're all shifting to instagram you know a lot of fashion designers have actually stopped having fashion shows they launch their collections on uh, instagram so yes. i have seen that shift also at one point you suddenly your instagram feed was different and you know it became a very very pleasing feed i would say hmm. and i think every post uh, that you post uh, it has a thought behind it 
so when did that happen and how how was the shift was it very easy or was it a very difficult one so to be very honest with you we came on instagram quite late so our our instagram hmm. game was i mean nowhere when we came up on instagram because sorry just just one second yeah. i actually forgot to mention that you started off on facebook so yes. when i meant the shift i actually meant from facebook yes. to instagram yeah so we started on facebook and facebook was phenomenal for us i mean without any ads without anything we were already we had already crossed about 2 lakh followers on facebook which was a huge number at that point now i think a lot of pages have paid ads and they get lakhs of followers which is fine but at that point when everything was organic that was a huge response but slowly what we realized is <clears throat> there was a lot of junk set of customers or not even customers junk set of followers on facebook who came in there for various motives mm. and uh, mm. by the time i realized it most of the contemporary brands were big on instagram so we came on to instagram quite late as you said even after we came on instagram it was a very naive a uh, way of putting up posts or you know putting a taking mobile pictures and putting up on instagram thinking that who is going to buy on instagram so that was my thought process mm-hmm. but slowly yeah. got a hang of the entire app and then i started looking at other handles and i started studying a mm-hmm. few more handles like the big ones sabya or good earth my favorite ones i always look at both of them and uh, i said mm-hmm. okay uh, you know making a um, making a post is a lot more than selling your product and the day i mm. realized it i actually made a person in my team sit down and delete everything on our instagram mm. and i said we will start afresh this process has to mm. uh, you know uh, come out very organically it has to be very honest and mm. we will start afresh because we do not want to just put up an earring and say buy this this is not what we want to do mm. i think that is when so, our entire uh, approach in posting and the responses also started changing completely mm. i have been consciously putting up posts which are beyond just selling a product and mm. are of course aesthetically beautiful because we are in a business of aesthetics so have True. to look good so yeah that yeah. has been the basic thought on instagram that it has to be honest and it has to be very aesthetically oriented i am frankly and honestly very not fond of paid collaborations that people do like give it out to hmm. bloggers or give it out to fashion influencers which is the new term and then pay them hmm. certain amount to promote one of your products so we've never done it not even once i don't think we'll do it in the future as well because i'm not too fond of uh, paying someone to pro- promote your product so i think it should happen naturally i always encourage a lot of entrepreneur friends of mine on the instagram handle that mm-hmm. i have built because i think uh, in the initial stages everybody wants followers so when they request that let's have something why don't you put up a post for me on your instagram i'm happily putting it up i am not really um, putting up strategies on instagram at all because i think mm-hmm. honesty is the best strategy as far as uh, a manufacturing or a handmade business is concerned hmm. yeah that brings me to you know your actual physical store and hmm. uh, i recently saw one question with ziba and you spoke a lot you know at length about how uh, the transaction transition happened and how you started a small studio and now you're into a big space and now you're yeah. also going to start one in bombay yeah. so the question i i think uh, that i think people must have seen that interview 
so let's not get into that it's a very long conversation i think but my question is you know a lot of people now are talking about experience hmm. not just selling but being an experience like when you buy something you don't just buy the product but you buy an experience yeah and uh, people like yeah they want you to get you know completely uh, shocked or surprised when you enter their shop so he's not just selling you a, a, a garment but he's selling you an entire experience yeah have you also thought something like that for your new store so yeah so as you said you're not buying a ghagra you're buying a sabya so that's how they call it yeah. right you're not buying a ghagra so um, honestly there's no conscious thought on um, on probably uh, making people say that or anything like that but but i think it has naturally happened with us also that a lot of people will not say that i'm wearing a chandmali they'll say i'm wearing a ghagra adya for me adya with me that is how people uh, i think that's that's a trend one first thing secondly um, i would like to tweak and say that instead of calling it an experience i think whenever you are selling handmade it involves a lot of education for your customer because your customer is entitled to ask that when i can buy machine made mass manufactured silver earring for 300 to 400 rupees the same size the same weight just for the handmade earrings why am i paying 900 or 950 or 1000 rupees this is three times of what i'm paying for a machine manufactured product so why is that and hmm. any customer is entitled to ask this because they are at the end of the day they are paying you so i think a large part of creating this experience for any customer is education and if you educate them well about the product the making of the product the designing the niche that you're trying to create i think you have your customer for lifetime and i think with adya this is what has always happened it is it is word of mouth and it is what we speak as a company uh, as a founder if i say something or if my team is saying something about the jewelry that we create is what remains on your mind and we have a lot of people coming back to us and saying that you know i was stopped at a signal i was stopped at a grocery store and people ask me that is that from adya because people remember the making process of that particular jewelry that we've already published so i think it also involves yeah. a lot of education to create that particular experience i think experience happens but education hmm. is very important hmm that brings uh, me to a very important question actually do you think pedigree is important formal education is important Absolutely. because you neither have a degree in design and or business hmm. but you are doing both brilliantly so what do you think so i think uh, my direct answer is absolutely education is very important and uh, i've always been this person who is always asking people to get a course or you know get a degree in jewelry or something like that now it is very unfortunate that i couldn't pursue a degree in jewelry making or in designing or probably in business but i think informally i have been learning every single day and it is way harder than getting a degree because you don't have an expert who's True. ensuring you that what i'm trying to tell you is something that has been evolved by evolved in many years and then this is the final thing so i will go i will hmm. explore i will but but honestly whenever there's a chance whenever there's a there's a online design course or there's a online uh this thing i always try to do it i recently did a course with uh, iim bangalore which was about women entrepreneurship so i did that course and i was very uh, thrilled when i joined the course i was very unhappy because it made me very uncomfortable 
because i went into this first mm. thing you know i have a team of 14 people and i kind of have a set business and it broke me down into pieces because it changes your thought process so much and then you think oh god all these years i have been thinking what i have been doing is working for my business but that is probably most of it is a coincidence now if i have to grow beyond this there's so much i need to put in into the business hmm. i think at every yeah. stage you'll end up discovering that that pedigree is a must i mean if somebody is thinking watching right now and thinking that i want to also start my business and if you have an opportunity to go and learn jewelry making or whatever hmm. i mean whatever business one is planning to start i think education is definitely important do you work with other designers like do you hire designers for your brand uh so far no honestly uh, the honest reason being we're not manufacturing at a scale where you know uh, we generally launch about 3 to 4 collections a year and which i generally take care of so far we've done that but now that you've asked and i can probably reveal that because we are in the final stage of that collection that we are launching a new collection uh, which is uh something that is designed by an external designer for the first time for aditya and i'm okay. i'm so really excited about that collection uh the simple reason okay. that we outsourced it is because it involves intricate drawing skills and uh hmm. i am not very really good at it so i wanted some expert to be on it and uh, a proper designer who's learned learned graphical designing and who's who's an who's a great illustrator so a friend of mine who has mm. who has designed adya's logo 5 years okay. so she is the one mm. designing that collection and uh, and she is doing a fabulous job so yeah that is the first time we are outsourcing it and i think it will happen in future as well because if we have to grow we have to probably you know have yeah. designer so when you design where do you do it and what time of the day do you have a specific place where you sit or a specific time early morning or night well time and uh, time is not really a factor because uh, it's like you know it it just happens to you you feel like sketching and then you are watching a movie and then you want to get out and go home and just sketch or you are at home you're yeah. having meal and then you're like i want to sketch something right away so that happens so there's no fixed time but but i'm i have a ocd so i have a specific sketchbook i have to write the date i have to you know write the number of times i made the same design so i do all of that and it makes yeah. me feel really good because you actually get to see where you started and where you have ended up so yeah you know that brings me to a point we discussed yesterday with sanjeevni who spoke about you know peshwa peshwe kalin costumes hmm. and i asked her a question you know uh, what what is that one question you'll ask the fashion designers of the peshwa era so she said exactly what you said you know that they have not documented anything she can't yeah. find any sketches or any any documentation that they have made clothes uh, we all should get into habit of documentation i think absolutely yeah. i think maharashtrians are not maharashtrians are not good at documentation <laughs> i think no i think it's also part of education amrita i think i i think that is where as i said that you know uh, i come from a background where i worked for 10 years in corporate and that's the first thing that they tell you, you change the code you document it so it's like yeah. you know it is it is just engraved in your mind that the moment you're doing something you first document it and people make joke mm. out of this that you know she might not even change the code but she will document it so 
so which is fine but but i think i think you know it is it is a habit that i have that i will document every single thing you know sayli i have a lot of a lot more questions actually but we don't have much time the instagram will shut after 60 minutes mm-hmm. uh, so i have a set of very quick questions okay okay uh you have answered very long very heavy very complicated answers okay. for me not for you but now i'm going to ask you very quick questions very silly questions okay. uh, so don't think too much okay because sometimes i ask a very silly question and the person who is answering takes so long <laughs> and makes it such a complicated question that i feel silly so just be very quick yes okay choose two, one okay okay uh running a business or designing designing okay That was easy. Pudi or nut? Oh God! Or pudi or thushi? Pudi. Uh, I think this. I was pudi or thushi, then it's pudi. Mumbai or Pune? Pune. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, are you a morning person or a night owl? Morning person. I think next question is unfair, but I, let me ask it. Parna pethe or Girija? Oh God! It's very unfair. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Parna as a model, Girija as a friend. Okay, so you know, just take a moment here, and I wanted to talk about your collaboration with Parna. Mm-hmm. How did it happen? Like, was it like a very casual discussion that she came on board, or, or you know, you had a very serious thought and approached her? No, so I think I was styling Parna for a while, for about two, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. I also did that in in between styling a lot of celebrities. So I I used to style Parna. and that is when she said hey why don't we shoot for adya let's shoot for adya and this is when we we were making itihas and uh, i said no you know what i can't afford you like i can't pay you but uh, parna was such a gem and she's still such a gem now of course we have a professional agreement and she's a brand ambassador and we are in contract and everything but uh, yeah it was very organic very a very casual conversation that has culminated into something which is also i think uh, has added to a lot uh, added a lot to parna's personality and to her overall journey also people know her as as adya's model so yeah i i agree so uh, who do you consider your rival your competition no one actually that's that's a very good uh, part about i think me uh, as a human being that i have zero insecurities I really do not look at anyone as a competitor. I recently was in Bangalore. I met the Quirksmith founders. We are in touch, and we are like you know we met over uh, coffee, and we had so much fun. So there's absolutely there's no absolutely rivalry. no there's no absolute thing. Oh my God! There's no rival. Yeah. But I have a big problem with people who use photos and copy the designs. I have a huge problem with them, and uh, that's it. But I don't think I have a, and they are not my rivals. So, hmm. they are not rivals actually. They are not rivals. Actually, they are. We don't. We shouldn't even like talk about them. Yeah. I think. Yeah. One quality you really like in a person. Honestly. Describe a day in a jewelry designer's life, and especially when you are actually in the middle of you know creating a a collection. So, yeah. So I'll just list down. Not probably in the order of how I do it, but sketch, revise, talk to the tariger, be at the studio. handle the clients come back again have a video call with the carrier go back to the studio check the website check the number of orders get the export of the entire day check the facebook ads check the instagram feed check what has been posted on facebook um again come back to the carrier see what he has done if it is a final design then ask him to make pieces if it is not 
again sketch it at night and keep it for the other day but this is your normal day i don't think this is any different no exactly you know? yeah absolutely normal every day okay mm. do you have any inspirations that you look up to a living person and a dead person um there are brands that i really look up to so i look up to sabya i look up to good earth not in terms of the products that they make but in terms of the integrity and the honesty with which they present their products i really look forward to these two brands whenever there is a post whenever they launch something i really look forward to mm-hmm. yeah the best compliment you have received from your customer i think there are a lot of them i i think there are a lot of them but i think the best this the best part is a customer who comes again to me is the best compliment hmm. yeah last two questions ha huh? yeah what will you not tolerate okay okay, okay. yeah choose between these two people copying your designs or people trolling you or so on social media trolling is fine i will not tolerate copying my designs Okay, and what will you tolerate? Uh, you living in a world without internet, or you living in a world where you are not a designer? Ah, uh, without internet, I think it's fine. I'll go door to door selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, this is an important question for you because you started off your journey on Facebook, yeah. so yeah. not having no uh, internet. That's what I wondered. You know, I should ask you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thank you so much. for being so gracious and you know answering all of them some mm-hmm. of them maybe were so formal i felt very nice and i really liked the last yeah. of questions uh, it was fun to answer them <laughs> yeah thank you for having me so do you want to quickly check if there is any question i think you have answered most of them so yeah, i don't I think, think there there are any i have been so much all over the place for last week that nobody is going to have a question for me they'll be like bahut dekh liya you have been very open on adya and i think uh, uh, people know you a lot to yeah. adya yeah so yeah. i'm not surprised if there are questions i think uh, i also know you a lot because of uh, yeah. adya yeah. i'll see that i think i've i've tried to keep it very honest because i have had a baby during last four years and i've tried to post those issues also uh, on adya because yeah. i think i think everybody goes through it and i said why not you know he is also equal part of this entire ride that we are taking right now so yeah okay then thank you so much saili thank you i Amita. will shut it now wish you a very good luck so all the best thank to you thank you bye bye thank you bye